Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, December 10th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Lainey Schenkelberg did not buy a home in Maplewood for the school district, but her family is staying because of it. They are part of a change in the students who attend Maplewood Richmond Heights schools. We could be part of the problem, or we could use that position that we have in order to advocate for equity and inclusion. How Maplewood Richmond Heights is responding to gentrification. That's in just a bit. First, these headlines. Two St. Louis police officers whose racist social media posts were exposed by an advocacy group in June are no longer with the department. An attorney for Ronald Hasty and Thomas Mabry has confirmed that the two were fired November 27th. Both had been on the force for more than 30 years. The attorney says the decision is being appealed. He says the officers were posting on social media as private citizens and were exercising their First Amendment rights. Government funding for Planned Parenthood is at stake in a lawsuit before the Missouri Supreme Court. State attorneys today will ask judges to back the Republican-led legislature's decision to block funding from going to Planned Parenthood clinics. A lower court previously ruled that the move was unconstitutional. Planned Parenthood argues some of its chapters provide preventative health care, not abortion, and should not be financially penalized. The U.S. Forest Service is putting an end to open season on feral hogs in the Mark Twain National Forest. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the department believes trapping is a better method to control the species. Feral hogs are ruining land and threatening native plants and animals across the Ozarks. Cody Norris is a spokesperson for the forest. He says hunting was getting in the way of better methods to control herds of swine, also known as sounders. If you're allowing people to go out and hunt, um, that's going to scatter the animals. That's going to make them uh, what they call trap shy. So they're being attracted to an area, getting ready to try to trap the whole sounder. Then folks go in, inadvertently scatter that sounder, scare them off. Norris says hunters will only be allowed to take feral swine during turkey and deer season if they have a permit to hunt. The Missouri Department of Conservation eliminated feral hog hunting on its land two years ago. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. A new weekly tour in East St. Louis aims to highlight its cultural and historic ties to the fine arts. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports the historic jazz and poetry excursion takes guests to three well-known spots in the city. The tour starts at the Culture Cafe, then goes to Miles Davis's childhood home, and ends at the local Legends Listening Lounge. Attendees learn about Miles Davis and the history and impact of jazz in the region. Afterward, they're treated to a live jazz performance. Treasure Shields Redmond is the tour's host and says the experience highlights what's already here. We built enough attractions. <laughs> there are people who know awesome things, do awesome things, teach awesome things. Let's let them be the attractions. Shields Redmond organized the tour through the Airbnb Experience platform. She says it's an opportunity to bring some commerce back to the city after decades of divestment. Reporting from East St. Louis, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. This will be a key day in Washington. House Democrats will announce articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump. 
St. Louis Public Radio will have live coverage of that announcement this morning and analysis from NPR throughout the day. Maplewood's funky business district and central location are attracting young families. That has led to rising home prices and more students in the Maplewood Richmond Heights School District. The district has become whiter and wealthier as the area experiences gentrification. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports on how families and administrators are grappling with the growing pains. Laney Schenkelberg didn't buy this house in Maplewood with the intention of raising a family in it. With four kids ranging from a few months to nine years old, plus a cat, a day off from school can mean a noisy living room. Oh, we're going to dump them all out. That's great. We love it when you do that. When it was time for their oldest, Xavier, to start school more than five years ago, Laney and her husband Eric first considered private options. But then a friend convinced them to check out Maplewood Richmond Heights Early Childhood Center. And it was surreal. They had an organic farm. They had chickens. They had these little houses in the playground. The The campus was phenomenal. Enrolling Xavier was easy. Getting their third child into pre-K required standing in line early in the morning. Despite their crowded living room here and the full preschool nearby, the Schenkelbergs love the community and their neighborhood full of other young families. We actually considered moving a few years ago because we're running out of space with all of these children and we decided we like Maplewood so much that we're just going to put an addition on this house and stay where we are. Families all over Maplewood are making those same decisions. They're buying houses, putting on additions, and sending their kids to the public school district. Enrollment in MRH has been rising for 14 years after more than a decade of smaller and smaller classes. It follows a steady improvement in the district's academics since the early 2000s. Superintendent Karen Hall didn't anticipate such large class size increases in her small district when she began eight years ago. It's a unique uh, position to be in where you're growing. And it's like, well, you have to be concerned, yeah. But, you know, it's gentrification on one side of the coin. And on the other side of the coin is urban renewal, you know, depending upon who you talk to and what they think about. MRH's student body has been a mix of white and minority students for decades. But more and more new students filling desks are white, and even more so, they're wealthier. The number of kids who qualify for free or reduced lunch, a metric of poverty in schools, has stayed mostly steady for two decades, but they're now a smaller percentage of MRH students. Home prices in Maplewood have risen to be $100,000 more than they were a decade ago, an increase outpacing the rest of the region. It's hard because I am grateful that people are moving here. I will never, ever say that I'm unhappy about that, ever. With the rising home values and more businesses comes more funding for education, which Hall says has allowed her to hire great teachers and expand extracurriculars. Hall and school board members know that same revitalization that's adding more funding for schools is also straining some longtime residents. Linda Robinson graduated from MRH High School in 1987. Her daughter attended magnet and private schools in the city before eventually graduating from MRH. Now Robinson's granddaughter is a sixth grader in the district. The three of them share a two-bedroom apartment behind the Schlafly Brewery with boxes stacked in corners of the living room. I'm like, that's fine, because at the end of the day, my granddaughter's going to Maplewood School District, and that's what matters. Her daughter is hoping to move out next year, but Robinson says it'll be a challenge to find an affordable place. Even though we have nice apartments in Maplewood and Richmond Heights, a two-bedroom could start off at $1,200 a month. So, okay... You know, do I take a chance and try to afford this every month so my child could be in the school district, or what do I do? 
Superintendent Hall and the school board are advocating for affordable housing policies with city leaders in Maplewood and Richmond Heights. Gentrification is on the minds of young parents in the district as well. Like many of the families moving to Maplewood, progressive policies and the diversity of the district was another big draw for the Schenkelbergs. I think that we are mindful that, you know, we could be part of the problem or we could use that, you know, um, position that we have in order to advocate for equity and inclusion and make sure that we are doing everything that we can to help maintain equity throughout the district. A bond measure is likely to be on the ballot this spring. It'll ask residents to approve funding to expand the middle and high school campus to make room for its growing class sizes. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.